Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Where your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. The freedoms that Americans enjoy are not free and can be attributed to the dedicated service and the blood, sweat, and tears of many generations of our nation's military. The Military Hour is dedicated to the servicemen and women, veterans, and their families that have made the sacrifice to defend our Constitution and country. Military service is being part of something that is greater than yourself. General Joseph Dunford, 19th Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And now, it's the Military Hour with your host, Donna Lyon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. We had a little bit of technical glitch there, so I hope that you guys can hear us. Mike, can you hear me? I can hear you. Hey, I'm not sure what happened. We had a uh, major glitch there, so I apologize, everyone. That happens with live radio. Uh, take a deep breath, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the I show will go on. Exactly, exactly. I'm glad you understand. Um, I don't know what happened, but everything dropped on my studio, and it was so bizarre. I don't know if you could even hear the music, and there was like a minute of complete silence. So I'll have the text adjust that so we don't have that when we play it back later. But um, I want everybody to get to know you, Mike. Uh, My guest today is Mike Lanetto. He's the chairman of the 82nd Airborne Division Association. And he's been in the 82nd Airborne Division Association since he got to the division as a paratrooper in 1984. In 2008, he became affiliated with the Washington, D.C. chapter and really started getting involved with all the activities with that chapter about five years ago. And this year, he was elected chairman of the Washington, D.C. chapter. Um, and Mike, I want everybody to get to know you because we've, we've talked recently about having you come on often so that you can let people know what kind of events are happening and how people can help and all that good stuff. But before we get started, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your career, highlight some of those, um, really great points that that got you to where you are now. Sure. Sure. And, uh, full disclosure, uh, Don and I met, uh, uh, Victory Europe Day uh, last Tuesday, ce- celebrating the 73rd yep. uh, anniversary of uh, the uh, Americans beating the Germans. So, uh, when our friend, uh, keynote speaker um, Harry Miller. So, uh, g- great, great, great day, and it was, uh, it was a pleasure to meet you. 
Um, yeah. I got started as, a, as an 18-year-old that uh, raised his right hand and, and volunteered twice, uh, once for the Army and, and once to become airborne. And uh, I tell you, once you uh, become a paratrooper, always a paratrooper, and uh, the association was always front and center. And uh, we were encouraged and sometimes forcefully encouraged to join as, mm-hmm. uh, as a young paratrooper. Uh, so I joined, and, uh, you know, um, I did eight years active duty, uh, served in 3rd Battalion, 73rd Armor, which uh, really ironic, uh, some of that lineage still holds true, although the uh, the unit was deactivated in 1995. A former member who is the uh, chairman of the uh, Joint Chief of Staff, John Wayne Troxwell, who I served with in the 80s, is actually uh, the uh, 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 Chief of Staff's uh, right right-hand man at uh, the Joint Chief of Staff, John Wayne Troxell. But uh, 3rd 73rd Armor is where I began as a paratrooper. And, uh, I spent eight years active duty before departing. But uh, I always kind of stayed, you know, affiliated and uh, joined the uh, 82nd uh, Airborne Chapter, D.C. Chapter. The uh, 82nd Airborne was uh, created uh, during wartime conditions where paratroopers wanted to make sure they stayed together after uh, they forged those bonds of war in World War II. So um, it continues today, that legacy. We have a generation over generation of paratroopers in the same standards that, that, that bonded us uh, in World War II, uh, bonded, bonded us through uh, Korea, uh, Vietnam, Grenada, Panama, Desert Storm, and the current conflicts, which we're looking at probably 17 years of conflicts uh, with uh, Iraqi freedom and enduring freedom. So uh, the Washington, D.C. chapter, is, it was one of the first chapters that came online in 1948, uh, a rich tradition of being involved, of course, right here in the nation's capital. And uh, how can you not be involved when you have so much around you? Uh, Arlington National Cemetery, which we do so many things here with the chapter, and we'll talk about those later. But uh, my career, eight years active duty, I uh, decided to use uh, my VEEP, my uh, eligibility to go to college, and uh, it landed me here in Washington, D.C. in 1997, where I started off with the Bureau of Diplomatic Security, and where I currently am right now in the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, uh, providing uh, executive protection for the uh, cabinet. So that's my story in a nutshell. And it's a good one. You've got a lot of things, Um, and one of the things that that I read in your bio is that when you were in the Army Reserves, in the 20th Special Forces Group in Jacksonville. You later deployed as a reservist to Desert Storm, and you guys um, ended up assisting in the liberation of Kuwait City. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I tell you, you never know, uh, you know, that pivotal moment where a recruiter talked me into, uh, hey, spend one year in the reserves, and, and my philosophy was if I wasn't all Army, I didn't want to be a reserve or National Guard. That's just the way I felt. But uh, but I did. I, I, I enlisted uh, in one year into the reserves in the 20th group, and uh, during that time, uh, uh, Desert Storm kicked off, and I knew all my colleagues were uh, deployed. I mean, I just recently left the military and started attending college down at Georgia Southern University, and then uh, deployed, and then in theater, uh, worked with 3rd Battalion, 5th Special Forces Group, and then ended up going into uh, Kuwait City, and uh, we were in Kuwait City. Uh, for about 12 days until we redeployed. So uh, a, a real interesting uh, turn of events where you're a res- reservist and come back into active duty. So it, it caps off my uh, eight years and .5. So that .5 is my service in, in Desert Storm. That's awesome. Do you plan on writing a book? 
no books. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think my life is that interesting. But uh, but it's definitely fun I don't know. now. I tell a lot you. Of people people say that, and then they then they sit down and they actually look at all the the awesome things they did and the wonderful things they did, um, and they're so proud of it. They start writing down on a piece of paper and they're like, "Wow, you know, I really did that. I was a part of that event. That's just awesome." So you never know, Mike. It could be. Yeah, there. when 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 you asked me to write my bio and I started writing some things down, I was, I was like, "Wow, this is really interesting. I think I I, I finished it there. Life goes by fast, so make sure you got your eyes open, right?" You did, yes, exactly. And see, that could be the name of your book. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the one thing I tell you, Lynn, what I'm trying to really do right now is that we have two active World War II veterans that are in our chapter, and my goal right now is to make sure their story is told. So we actually just finished some interviews with Colonel Jim Riffey, and he spent 10 years in the 82nd Airborne, a World War II veteran of the United States Army in Okinawa. And uh, so we really try and we're really trying to make sure we get a complete story told because there's so many of the, our World War II veterans. So we're really relishing and cherishing them. You know, our stories will be told later. You know, as, as a middle-aged man, my, I, I still got hopefully I still got some time left to to make a little mm-hmm. bit more uh, more history there. But uh, but what we really are focusing right now in our chapter, uh, especially as you see with the uh, 73rd an- anniversary uh, that was held at. Uh, uh, the World War II Memorial with our friends of World War II Memorial, uh, President Josiah Bunting just does a great job, and I encourage everybody to uh, take a look at their website and, and get involved because we're really losing that generation of, uh, you know, the greatest generation, uh, which uh, really cast, uh, you know, started the 82nd Airborne Division Association. Right, right. And one of the things that's on your website is you call the association that you're with now the fraternity of paratroopers from every generation. And I think that's awesome because it really is true. You have people from, you know, your generation to the World War II veterans, and it's really important that we don't forget them. I've done, I've written so many articles about the World War II uh, veterans in the memorial, and I've done a lot of work with Jim Fisher, as you have as well. And so it's very important. I agree. But let's talk about the uh, 82nd Airborne Division Association. I know you're with the Washington, D.C. chapter, um, and we'll talk about some of those events. But let's talk about what the what this association is exactly. Sure, sure. And, and I definitely invite everybody for further information because there's so much to, to take a look at. And there's so many things that the 82nd Airborne Division Association is part of. Um, so you can go online and take a look at uh, – www.82ndAirborneDivisionAssociation.org, and that is the national site. And you will see on there so many activities. Uh, one of the highlights and early on that the division association started to do was it created an educational fund. So if there's paratroopers out there, and I encourage, encourage all of them, if you've been a paratrooper and you've got kids in college, take a look at applying for these educa- educational scholarships that are out there. In fact, the last paraglide, and if you take a look at the association website, there's a paraglide. It used to be an in-print magazine, but the expenses got too much for the association to burden, so it's now online. But it is in a printable format and a PDF format also. But if you take a look at it, you'll see that uh, the association handed out hundreds, and the photographs of the kids are in there. And it's really great because every once in a while I'll recognize the last name of somebody I served with. And it's just amazing to look back, you know, 20, 30 years later, knowing that this guy who I served with 
in the in the paratroopers is now his son is benefiting from him being part of the association. So that's one part of it. Um, I was heavily involved with our and, I, and still am, but I'm trying to focus more on running the DC chapter uh, with our our wounded warrior program. Uh, not to be confused, but uh, we have a wounded paratrooper program where we assist. Uh, uh, in liaison here with our wounded that come back out of theater. Of course, uh, they usually seriously wounded through Lahnstuhl, Germany, and then here into the national uh, capital area, and uh, we assist them too. So you'll see a lot of information uh, on the educational benefits of former paratroopers and that can apply for their children, um, assisting our current wounded paratroopers by uh, assisting them, uh, families that are coming to this area to visit their, their wounded paratrooper. Um, the fraternity that takes place uh, every year, All-American Week, I, I call it a reunion of paratroopers. In fact, uh, this Sunday, I'm leaving with Colonel Jim Riffey, who's going to be 97 in July. He and I, and the secretary of the chapter, Stephen Doherty, and I will drive down to Washington, or drive down from Washington, D.C., to Fort Bragg for All-American Week. And I encourage all, if you've been a paratrooper once, uh, you've probably marched on Pike Field and may not have liked it, but uh, when you return as a veteran, it's much more of a red carpet. So I encourage all the uh, paratroopers of the past to uh, come on down for All-American Week. Uh, I have not missed one since uh, since my uh, uh, former first sergeant, Homer Payne, convinced me to come in 2008. That was the first time I was back on Bragg in 21 years, and I've not w missed one since except for when the division has been deployed overseas. If the, of course, if the division is deployed overseas, they can't host this, and we're there to see, the, see our current paratroopers. And, uh, and that's a shame when that happens, but, of course, duty calls sometimes for a paratrooper. But uh, if you get a chance, uh, I, I uh, encourage all uh, former paratroopers, 82nd Airborne, to uh, take a look at uh, the website, uh, all-American Week, and if you can't make that, there is uh, up and coming in August the 72nd Annual Convention in Orlando, Florida. Uh, paratroopers will jump into Florida. Uh, there's usually a visit to Walt Disney World, and they treat uh, the paratroopers like uh, returning heroes as they should, and uh, the families really enjoy it. So uh, I encourage everybody, uh, if you've been a paratrooper, to go ahead and take a look at uh, at the website. And also, our chapter website at uh, www.dcairborne.org, and that will give you the local uh, stuff that's taking place and also a little bit of the history. I've got some history links on there, too. In fact, I've got the uh, 1966 roster, where it is basically the who's who of the airborne commanders that uh, have returned here to the Pentagon in the Washington, D.C. area. So so definitely, uh, yeah, there's definitely a, a lot website. of activity. Yeah, it's a great website with a lot of information. So I hope everybody, you know, goes in that direction, at least checks it out. Now, Memorial Day is upon us, and I just wanted to ask you, do you have any words um, with Memorial Day coming? I, one, of my, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I'll tell you this, and I think you hear a lot of people say this, is everybody says, Happy Memorial Day. Oh, and it really goodness. gets to me because I can't stand it. It's not like Merry Christmas or Happy Fourth of July. It's you know, it's just Memorial Day, and we're celebrating the lives of these people, but people always say happy Memorial Day. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's been, that's been, I've heard that, you know, it just seems recently that I've heard that uh, where people have said happy Memorial Day, and it really strikes me as odd because it's a time <laughs> for reflection, for mourning, you know, um, 
you know, yeah. just like our friends with uh, Reese Across America, you know, that teach, honor, right. remember. And I think we just need to do a better job at that. Uh, people look at it like the start of summer. So maybe it's, hey, it's happy, you know, days off in the beginning of summer for some people. But I think we just need to refocus Americans that let them know that, you know, this is a day of reflection where people have lost uh, family and friends, and, and, and Lord knows we've lost a lot of paratroopers on Memorial Day. Uh, and, I, and I tell you, if you get with a veteran who's been in combat, that's the best way to remember that it's not happy Memorial Day, but it's actually a re- remembrance to those who have lost their lives. So it's, uh, I think we just need to refocus that a little bit better and, and maybe correct people. I, I think that sometimes it's lost through uh, maybe education or to not have that, that, that link and um, just uh, – to segue in, uh, I, I take my 10-year-old son to uh, the Air and Space Museum, and he points at the Enola Gay, and he knows Jim Riffey fought in the Pacific in Okinawa, and he knows that Jim Riffey would have probably fought in Japan, and he looks at that plane and says, that's the plane that saved Jim Riffey's life. So, I mean, oh. to teach, to have a 10-year-old kid to really understand that, I think I'm doing a good job as a parent understanding, you know, that freedom is not free and that there there are sacrifices. So I think if we get back to that platform, you know, just teaching the basics and, and that basic respect and uh, that basic knowledge. So, you know, uh, tie it back into Reese Across America, you know, re, uh, to teach, uh, honor, and remember. And, and that's that's our charge. If they're not getting it in school, then they got to get it from somebody else. Have you seen their mobile uh, unit yet that's going around for Reese Across America? No, I haven't. Um, uh, I, I, I read about it. I'm on their email blast. We uh, we started this yeah. off. Uh, our, our previous chairman, Bert Vaughn, um, got involved, and we started volunteering. And so we're also a, a volunteer and, and a, a fundraiser. So if you go to the website, www.dcairborne.org, you'll see the link uh, to the 82nd Airborne Washington, D.C. chapter. Uh, and I'm going to – another plug, uh, the uh, 325, uh, which was Glider Infantry in World War II, we're honoring this year by uh, – we want to make sure we make our wreath count of 325 for the 325 Glider Infantry. So we're going to start honoring some of the specific regiments that served in the 82nd. So next year will be 505, so we're, or maybe 504. So we're slowly going to incrementally – increase our numbers and in our participation but um i have not seen the mobile web the, the mobile um displays um i i I'm, I'm really overwhelmed uh if you get a chance to put a wreath on a tombstone a, a service person's stone at arlington i tell you it's one of the most moving things and uh somebody came up with the idea to say their name and i tell you it's a very personalized experience and if you can do it I encourage everybody to 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 come out for that. And uh this year it is Saturday, uh December 14th, uh, uh in Arlington National Cemetery and we always meet at the uh I think it's the Ord Gate right next to the Iwo Jima and we go in the side gate because it is absolutely overwhelming to try and go in the front gate. So uh there's an 82nd banner there. And uh, what we usually meet up there and go in there as a group, and uh, we have specific uh, wreaths that we're getting to uh, specific uh, requests that we have through the chapter, and we will do that. And then we take photographs and send them to the loved ones or family members who requested us to do that. But we would much rather have you join us and do it personally because it really is a 
very moving experience uh, to be able to do that. And uh, we 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 uh, we we really enjoy that as a chapter to, to and it's growing for us. So. Oh yeah, yeah. And and the and the more you get out and do things like this, do radio shows and get the word out there. So and you know me, I'll blast it out there, and we'll we'll have you back on again. And Mike, I want to thank you. I know you're super busy. I know you didn't get in until very late last night. So I thank <laughs> you so much for doing this. Sorry you're about welcome. the glitch at the beginning, but this, I'll have the text fixed set so that when somebody does the replay, it will not be there. <laughs> Sure, sure. So I apologize Air- for that. Yeah, live radio, that's what you get, right? And thank right, we, you again, we, and, and we'll talk real soon. Air- airborne all the way. All right, bye. Motto of the 82nd yeah. Airborne. <laughs> airborne all the way. <laughs> yes, there you go. Right. Bye. Bye, Don. Everyone, I want to thank you for tuning in today. That was Mike Lanetto with the 82nd Airborne Association, D.C. chapter. He is the chairman. He's got quite um, – a bio and so I'm glad he was able to tell you about it he will be coming on again to tell us more about the events that will be happening as they happen a little bit before they happen actually and uh, that way you can get involved or if you know somebody that was a paratrooper you can let them know some of the things that are going on or maybe you have an um, elderly parent that's a veteran and they don't know how to get access things on the computer you can let them know because we don't want to forget about them they're still plenty around and we need to make sure that we honor them as we can don't forget you can find us on itunes iHeartRadio, blog talk radio now we're on amazon and now we are also worldwide so we're very excited about that we're in many countries and i want to thank those people in those other countries besides the united states that are listening to our show have a blessed afternoon everyone bye-bye It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.